What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. If it's your first time joining the show, welcome to the show. We got a good one for you today, like my man Steve Harvey done say. It's Carrot Top. Wow. What else do you want to know, man? Been in the game for so, so long. I'm happy to have him on the show. Uh, he doesn't do too many pod appearances, so uh, blessings, blessings from the other Ginge in the desert. Uh, I am on tour, ladies and gentlemen, this fall. Me and the Bobby Lee are going to be running around all over the place. Chicago, we're going to Denver, we're going to Boston, we're over there in Pittsburgh, Rochester, Cleveland. Uh, we're everywhere. Come see me, D.C., uh, Milwaukee, Madison. Come out and see me and Bobby. Go to badfriendspod.com, badfriendspod.com for those tickets. Also, hint, hint, we might be touring around the world in the new year. We might go down under. We might. And we might go to Western Europe. Okay, dude. All right. We'll see. Keep you posted. Go to badfriendspod.com. Enough rambling from me. Let's go to the episode. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers. Okay, here we go. Let's get started. Andrew, right? Yes. Right, Andrew. Tis I. I love you. I, I love, love you too, hair. man. No, I love it. I was thinking of all podcasts that if I haven't got to be on. This should be the I'd one. I'd be literally pissed off if I didn't get to be on, on the gingers. That's what I'm talking whiskey. about. Let me start it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again today. Mm. It is Carrot Top. All right, thank you, buddy. Dude, how are you? Cheers. I'm very good. Thank you Cheers for letting to me you. be on you. I, feel, I sound like yeah. Maud. Yeah. <laughs> Am I Harold? Now listen to me, kids. Is, am I Harold then? Is that what it is? I think, yeah, Harold. Mm. Yes. Uh, just a little well, something. Which one's that? That's soothe, nice. the, soothe the That's throat. Very, oh, shit. Oh, these glasses. Well, that'll fuck you up. Yeah, it might make you feel, yeah. Cr- Ooh, what just, is that Just one? to tickle you, huh? Wow, what is that one? You like that? I wouldn't say I love it, but I don't like dislike it. You don't dislike it, but you it's don't very, like it. It's good. It's, uh, you, you taste it. It's strong. It's got some depth Sometimes to it. Sometimes you like crown. It's like, it tastes like sugar water. That's whiskey. That's smooth. That's this is good. That's a man's drink. This is a man's drink. Damn it. Get my guns out. Yeah, pl- well, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Please put both out. Look at this, dude. Guns out. How many days a week are you in the gym? What are we talking Oh, I, no, I just go, I don't, I look bigger. Than, I'm not really that big, people. You never are in the gym? No, I go to the gym. How many days I a guess week? Mike Tyson hit me like four years ago in the arm. Yeah. And I'm not kidding, it's still, it's still swollen. This, it's it's still numb, swollen. your left arm? No, he hit me so hard. Oh, well, luckily it's not your lead arm. Are you a righty? I am a righty. Well, then you're yeah. fine. Don't worry about it. No, I go to the gym like every day, but for like 40 minutes. And I don't lift a lot of weight. Every and day? And people meet me, they always say, oh, I thought you were like bigger and like this big monster. And they meet me, I'm like, I weigh like 160 pounds. Yeah, but let's be I honest. Here to be bigger. You did like in get porn, very you know, big. TV ads. Ten. No, this has always been my. I just uh, there's pictures that people did that they did something to it that I look like. Uh, yeah, because I did. I forget it was Howard Stern or one of these shows, and they were like, I walks in, he's like, "You're like a normal guy." I said, well, "What did you think? You thought you were like this freaking animal weirdo?" I said, "Well, I'm still a little bit weirdo, but I wasn't like this freakish looking. They thought I was a sure. freak, but I'm. I yeah, 160. 160. Yeah." Yeah, you're not a tall guy, but you're no, still. I you're only still got some, a little bit for a comic, you know. Yeah, people for a comic. say for a comic, you got muscles. You just want to don't you don't want to do Joe Piscopo. You don't want to no, do Piscopo. No, 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 no. no. And I know Joe Piscopo. He's a nice guy. But he's he was huge. But it was too much. I mean, it was too much. I think yeah. even he realized it was too much. You know, at some point. <laughs> the moment that Joe Piscopo looked in the mirror and was like, "Well, I mean, this he probably did. Like, this is ridiculous. Why would I do this? If you could just take the microphone, and just crush it." <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
look, you are a figure. You're a figurehead in comedy and have mm-hmm. been for so long. Um, there isn't probably a person that doesn't know who you are if they know anything about comedy whatsoever. Mm. You've been living in Vegas for 20 years? How long have you been there? Oh, longer than, well, uh, full-time? Yeah. About that, that. 20 years. Full, about full-time. And then, but I've been going for about 38 years. Uh, th- God. Th- th- 28 years, sorry. And six nights a week you're still six out there. Six nights a week. That's why I have no voice, yeah. There's not one, so the one night you have off is Sunday or Monday? Sunday, and here I am. And here you are, mm. and you're still working. Still working, baby. What do you think? Is it because you're just, you're addicted to, you're addicted to the game? I, you know, I just saw an interview literally last night about, some, and I, I wish, I, I'll think it'll come to me, about how long do you want to do this and when are you going to, and I, the answer was like, I don't even think about that. I like, you know, when are you going to retire? I'm like, there's no thought process of retiring. I still sure. feel like a kid. Um, and I love it. I think that was the interview was the guy said, do you still like doing what you do? And he said, yeah, I have more energy now than I did then, which is true. I think you learn the craft a little bit more. You get a little more confident. Um, I love writing. I love trying new jokes. Yeah. Every night I'll try five or six things. You know, they eat shit. I do them. And my crew always knows they love that part of it, though. I hate when comics just do the same shit forever. Don't try to be creative. Sure. Don't try to. Eating it is part of growing as a comic. But yeah. you got to throw in some of the hits. Oh, no, you don't, do the hour. Yeah. you don't do a whole hour. No. <laughs> yeah. No. No. You, you sprinkle in like you, I, like it evolves. Like, you know, I do a Barbie joke last night or I do a, you know, a Trump, jo- something new that just happened, the, the, sure. you know, Coke in the White House, something where people are like, oh, he's following the news. He's reading the paper. So if they saw you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday, they're not getting the exact same show. No. If they came to every show, if somebody stayed for a whole week in Vegas. No, definitely not for a whole week. No. Wow. But, you know, you, as comics, they always, people always say, like, because they see Chris Rock or, you know, people that do our specials, they always just think and assume that every comic just every night has a whole new hour. Well, yeah. And it's always so funny. You're like, well, I saw you on Saturday, uh, early show, and then I'm going to stick around with this, the second show. Is it the same? What's gonna, I might add the word, like a different word in there, but yeah. it's going to be close to the same. It'll be pretty close. The idea that uh, I think people have started to become more keen uh, about what it takes to put together an hour, particularly because comics now are a little bit more transparent. Like, you know, Tom Segura is a good buddy. He'll literally say on his tour, working out new shit. Right. Like, he'll just that. tell you, yeah. dude, like I'm it. going on a new tour to do clubs so I can get to the theater so yeah, I can yeah. get to the thing. I think the transparency helps yeah. us feel a little bit more comfortable going, dude, I'm going to give you some bangers, but I'm also, I have to, where else yeah. can I do this thing? I do the same, but I don't tell my audience. I just throw in the, the shit and then they go, this, this new one, right? Says, yeah. <laughs> they kind of know. Do the hits. Yeah. Well, do you get requests for stuff that yeah. people have favorite I still bits? get my Wendy's. People yell at me. I do your Wendy's. It's a stupid, it's not even a joke. It's just, I, it was one of my very first things. I was performing in the Bahamas at a comedy club and, the only restaurant that we would go to was a Wendy's. And so yeah. we went in there every day for, we were there for two weeks at this club. And uh, every day, you know, we'd walk in, the whole people that worked at Wendy's laughed at me. And I just figured they're laughing at me because I look like this. Mm. And then finally, the, the, the girl's like, oh, you're the, you know, I was like, what? Oh, I'm the Wendy's girl. So it, it, literally it was like the running gag. So my friend and I said, I got to go to a club and get like, uh, or go to a and get like, you know, couple scrunchies and put my hair in yeah. pigtails and I I'd hold up the bag look it's Wendy she's here and it be turned into a like a 20 minute routine right about Wendy's uh so people still yell do your Wendy's I'm like, thank it's, you it's really... Bahamanians that's very <laughs> yeah, nice of them they yeah. gave you a little something <laughs> yeah do you get now because it's Vegas mm. like I'm so curious because I played Vegas when I played the Vegas I played win sure. um 
It's one of my jokes. Are we dying? You're, you're not going to win at the Vegas. They can't even spell it. That's though. insane. That's a military helicopter for sure. That is definitely. That's so like loud. A, they're coming no, for us. Yeah, they're well, that's fine. Shoot us now. They're like two in one room. <laughs> I know, right? You got, got a good target. Yeah, two gingers at once, dude. Part. We've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> we Come don't on. really mingle a lot together, do we? we gingers, do, no. Yeah, no. No, we're pretty we separate. Spread them out separate but equal. That's yeah. what we say. We got we already have two in here. Thank you. Well, have you ever have you ever had a relationship with a redheaded person? No, people that's funny. I've not. No. Yeah, most of us don't want to. No, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's only because we're not repulsed by one another, but we see so much of ourself and another redhead that we that were like mm. that was one of my, I would say one of my it wasn't it was just I've been doing this for too long but it was a bit somewhere where I say they always think that we're having sex with other redheads I said don't wait a no. you probably have fun with a fucking other redhead no 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 we're trying to cut we're trying to like stop this from progressing right that's, that's we don't want joke. this to continue that we're running out they yeah. say that we're running out of redheads we, that's deliberate we might be extinct and I said you know why because no one's fucking us. That's, right. that's what's happening. Oh, okay. We've got some hot tea. Let's fly oh, in the hot, hot tea, tea, baby. That might have been the chopper. That, that, was oh, were you, is that, that you? Were the, you taking the military <laughs> chopper in? <laughs> the, that was the military <laughs> chopper that brought in tea. You're, you're that's how big I am in. That's how big I am in Vegas. They bring in fucking tea. That from is huge. American cool. military chopper. Thank you, Laszlo. That's Laz. That's it. that's your boy Laz that just My came in to Laz. drop off some some I've good known juice. I've known Laz for a thousand years. So. That, I guess my, my this, what I was trying to get to was mm-hmm. I've always loved Vegas. I've had this weird yeah. affinity for Vegas uh, my whole life. Yeah. And I was so far away. I was Chicago born. So Vegas was this kind of far-fetched thing. I went there for my 21st birthday. Yeah. And then I've gone since then a thousand times. I went right. to school in Arizona, so we would jump over there. And what I found when I was young and wanted to be a stand-up, I was always like, man, this must be one of the hardest places because of the competition, the, the drugs and the booze. You know, everyone's late. I'm like, what do you find out of all the elements that make it tough to be a comic is, is the hardest part. That's very interesting. Uh, literally, everything you just said, I never thought of that in that way. I swear. R- really? Yeah. Nope. I was always intimidated when I went to Vegas for the first time. I was probably, but you said I was probably 14. And I remember I went to see Gallagher, and that was who one of my, my, uh, my I just loved Gallagher. And I went to see him, and I remember uh, the billboard, the, the marquee was you know, 20 stories and across the, at Caesars was Bill Cosby. And I still have a picture of me standing in front of the Bill Cosby marquee. And it was like, it's like 19 story long. And all I remember thinking was like, it's that the thing, the name and the whole the structure is bigger than life. It's just like, yeah. what? And then you go in and see this guy. Like it didn't make any sense. And then I ended up being in Vegas with a marquee with it. And you don't even think of it. Don't look at it. Sure. But when you're a kid, you think, this is bigger than life. This is the most amazing thing. It's not, they're not real people. And you go and you see Bill Cosby or go see, I just saw Bill Maher a couple weeks ago. Uh, and they're like, you have a show here. I said, oh yeah, I do. Like, you don't, you don't. You think, forget about you it. You kind of forget about it. You're like, oh yeah. But you're right about the people drunk late. You're not really, I don't think. I mean, I've done this for a long time now. So people sometimes plan their trips to come see me. Probably. Sure. But if uh, Carlin used to do a great bit about that, how many people came to see me because they couldn't get into, you know... Something else. Something else. Correct, yeah. And uh, The Beatles on roller skates. Right, right. right. And people... The Beatles on roller skates. And uh, I got to tell you a story about that one. So, and he, people laugh. He said, you know, I, it's your, you're a sideshow. You're not, you know... Vegas is a different, interesting breed. And, 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 and one thing, the Beatles on roller skates, I was leaving the Luxor one night, and this couple was walking... I was walking out, and they were walking in. They said, oh, my God, we saw your show last night. And they said, it was so great. I was like, you know, good. And they said, we just went and saw Love. 
Yeah. And I said, oh, the Beatles, how was that? They go, it was horrible. And I said, why? And I, on my life, they said, it was all Beatles music, and it was just like really, really monotonous. I swear to God. <laughs> oh God. You can't write that. Yeah. And I'm like, it's the Beatles. Su- I mean, they, <laughs> the, like they, wanted, they were expecting to see like a Led Zeppelin song in the middle of the Beatles. I no don't know. Hendrix. No they Hendrix. Didn't throw not, in anything. Yeah, not anything. <laughs> but they, for some reason, they were just, and they were just, and I never have forgotten that. Like, I, I even write, I think I wrote it down. I said, even, the, yeah. That but that's weird. the problem. That's what I mean that Vegas was always daunting to me when I was young was, the competition scared me because I thought, who gives a shit about seeing me? Of course, I was so much younger in my career, yeah. and that's that's daunting anywhere you go. You're like, why do they want to come see me in Minneapolis? You know, like, I'm, right. I'm in the mall. What do they care? But um, but if you're with Tiffany... Different world. Yeah, different mall. world, baby. But nowadays, like, I just played... Burke Kreischer had a tour there. We just did the T-Mobile yeah. Arena. Yeah. And it was great. And um, you do realize, I think maybe it's a sign of the times that comedy is... I mean, thicker than it's ever been. If you, thick is the word I want to use for no other reason than like it feels like it's entrenched in this in community now. People like know it. They see our friends and people go to see and oh, we just saw it. and then we just saw. And I think, do you see like did you see a dip in your shows and then a, a rise again recently in the shows? Like, do you feel like it's bubbling more than it's ever been? I think comedy, like you said, is a good way to put it. I think comedy's been more in the forefront again. Yeah. Um, and maybe because of the cultural the things that have ch- happened lately yeah. in the last couple of years of changing, you know. Is stuff going on, culture? What's going on out there? That's what I say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, I What's say happening? I do a whole thing in my show. I said, How com- has comedy changed? And I said, in what way? You know. And I said, no, I'm not following you. You know, like, you know, certain events or certain topics do you do you avoid because you might offend? And I'm like... No, our our main purpose is not to offend people. Right. As a comic, we want to entertain. Now, if you're going to get offended, that's your own deal. Sure. But we're not there to do it. Like I do, I did a trans beer fucking the Bud, Bud Light. Bud Light, you know. yeah. Now, it's a great prop. It's a great, I mean, it's just a great prop. I do stand up as well, but the prop, it was just, I'm sitting there and I thought, I've got it. So it's just, a, it's a, a Bud Light beer, you know, one of those metal beer thing. And it's got a Barbie doll and a Ken doll that come out like, so when you drink it, it looks like you're, you know, in a crotch. <laughs> so, and it kills, I mean, it kills, kills, kills. Yeah. But then you add to it, like, you know, I had to buy a Barbie doll and a Ken doll. And the Ken dolls don't have hair on the legs, so I had to get a Sharpie and draw fucking hair thing. So the crowd, it gets, it gets deeper and deeper in the crowd. I said, this is, this is what, and I do it for you. I don't need to have hair right. on his legs. Right. I do it for you. And it, it's just, but people now, but they, ooh, they get a little bit like, like when it first hit that night, they were like, oh my God, you're doing it? I said, fucking day one I have it. What are you talking sure. about? Day one. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. Well, you, well, here's the deal though. This is what's funny about people going, <gasps> that reaction, they're happy that someone's saying it, but I feel like it's because they can't believe public figures are going to talk about it because they right. go because they think you're going to you're, you're, you're something's going to tru- happen. You're going to get in trouble. Like. Because by the way, these people talk about it in the basements with their friends or at dinner right, parties. Right, right. They but talk about it all public, the time. Right. No, right. but they talk about well, it with each other. Well, because they've scared you on these shows where they cancel you and do these different things. Yeah. Know? People are are like, oh God, you're like a risk taker. I'm like, no, I'm just. Well, doing, doing my, my job more I'm than doing, anything. I say I'm doing my job. I'm yeah. in, and I'm in Vegas, for fuck's sake. You know? How do you feel? Look, in, uh, this is a... Branson, Missouri, where you can't say darn. Well, no, you can. You can. You can't say darn? They'll put you in jail now. Yeah, you can't yeah. say darn. You'll yeah. go to jail. You will go to prison. No, but how do you feel as like... Uh, that's a second military job. Yeah, they're coming for I us. swear to God, if the alien thing is real, and this is what's happening now, imagine... Is this the only time it's ever happened? I've never heard military in choppers studio? in my entire <laughs> yeah. life. Never. Now you both got me concerned. No, I'm actually like weirded out. I'm a huge celebrity. They know I'm here. 
Is that what they said? <laughs> you think they sent in the military yeah, for you? I'm huge. Flew them up from San Diego. Get up there, carrot tops up there. The I, did po- I just just posted I was on Southwest, so they might. Oh, the, oh you did. Yeah. Why would you do that? Don't post, man. Don't tell them where you are. I was on a. I was on the plane with Carol Leifer. Very very brilliant comment. Really? Yeah. Wow. So we took a picture, and I said, "I got to post it." So you so. took a commercial flight here. Yeah. You do? Do you commercial fly? Mm-hmm. I we t- we were going to take a bet before the show. I was like, I wonder the if he's carrot, probably... The carrot jet? Yeah. You're probably flying fine private. I mean, I've flown private before, but... But you I, don't do it all the time. No, but I, I have. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. That strikes me as... Uh, I assumed that's you what for jet, sure... Yeah, yeah, all my friends all have jets. Every one of them. You... That's the only one I don't... I, every, like, literally every friend I have is there. I mean, I mean big name yes. friends. Comics. From Howie Mandel to... Well, I wouldn't assume you and, might own and, a and jet, Jay Leno's but... like, yeah, 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 yeah. I said, no, I don't think... I don't know my jet. He's like, well, I don't buy, I don't, I just lease it. I said, I know, but you have to have leasing money. This is back when I was doing the Tonight Show all the time, right across the yeah. street here. Yeah. And he would say, ah, you know, you got your jet, you take your jet back to Vegas? And I said, no, Jay, I don't have a jet. Well, yeah, I don't, I just lease it. You know, I well, I know, but Jay Leno money, you know, 30 million a year, Kirk owner. Right. Mm-hmm. 28 doing, million a year. Yeah, Kirtok's doing pretty good, dude. Pretty good. <laughs> that two million is the difference between getting yeah, a jet. Yeah. Good at math. I guess that's and one good. redhead I, I met that gets good at math. Yeah, I had to go, I had to do it three times, that's why. Yeah, yeah. But I know, but I'm serious, you do strike me as someone that for sure would yeah, I, I, fly. I, that will be my next big purchase. Or whatever, not purchase, but I'll rent Investment. More. Invest in a jet. My friends, of course, that have invested in them. So are you conservative with the way that, because, okay. Yeah, look. I'm a very, I'm completely, this is just me dressed up. You made all this, right? I made everything, yeah. yes. That's what Brad Garrett, <laughs> if Brad Garrett walked in right here, he'd say, oh, thrift shops are still good and good for you. How, how is the convertible ride over, you know? That kind of shit. But I guess my, uh, look, this is going to, it's not, it's so not. about the convertible? It's not, it's not a, it just feels like in my mind, if you're playing Vegas six nights a week. To in the comedy community, when we talk about you, mm-hmm. everyone says the same. They go, "That guy's got to have more money than God." Like six nights a week in Vegas, your own, your resident. Your, it it feels like to us that is the richest you can be as a comedian. Yeah. Both very, both yeah. rewarding from a performing every single night to your own crowd, your house. It's literally your room. So to us, it's like, well, you got to be just, you got to have everything you've ever needed. Is that true? It's it's been a blessing, I will say. Yeah. And especially looking back as a young comic, would you ever have thought that you'd be number one in Vegas or doing it almost forty years? It's it's surreal. Very lucky, very blessed, and everything you said is true. The room's great to have your own audience built in. The it's room, you. Yeah, you can have whatever you what you want at your. Yeah. And what gives you what also does probably give me the the uh, freedom to to work on stuff every day because I'm I'm you know I'm just yeah. there. It's my you know, my, my crowd, my people. So that's why you said you're not going to retire anytime soon. We talked on the other show. I don't think so. Yeah, people that get to a certain I age. I still feel like I'm 12. Like, I can't imagine, like, retiring. You I know think, what I mean? I think... I'm 58. But I think it, dressing this way helps you feel Does young. it help? Yeah. Really? Just, I just look homeless. Young. I look like I... They're like, the, the Vegas gift's not going so well. You come back to L.A., you're like, dude, this is... I fit in. This is perfect. Yeah, I, yeah. I did... I dressed to say, too, I wouldn't get hit, beat up today. You know? Well, we said before, the reason that I think we feel so young as comics is because we continually try to stay connected to culture and culture is young naturally it just is young agreed so if you if you go the other way and you follow the line of your own version of thinking where it's like 
well, I'm 50-something years old, and blah, 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 and I should be thinking this way. Well, then, yeah, you'll naturally kind of get out, get away from yourself. But I've we're always, all kids. I've always thought the same thing. People have asked me. How do, literally, last night on my show, meet and greet, this lady was like, how do you stay so – you haven't changed. I said, oh, I have. But no, man, look at you. You look so good. I mean, you still – your body and the thing in your – and I, I said to her, I said, I'm in a, I'm in a job that I, number one, I love. But you're right, you're like a kid up there. You dance around, and jump around, you, you, culturally stay on top of what's going on in the news, the, yeah. the, the topics, and you're in show business for fuck's sake. You get to, you get to have fun every night. Right. You put on, you, you, well, you have put a on drink after your show. Right. Put on a show. You have music playing. You have people. You meet and greet every night. Uh, no. How many nights a week do you meet and greet? It depends if I have friends that are there. I'll, sure. I'll meet them. If there's just sometimes we don't. Sometimes we have a, a paid meet and greet that we'll meet before the show and say hi yeah. to people. We were doing meet and greets when Bobby Lee and I were on the road, and I was like, it, it is a job in and of itself. I think people don't even understand. That's a whole nother gig. Yeah, it is, when a, you're whole, meeting it is a whole nother gig. Hundreds and hundreds, no, if not gig. thousands of people. No, like, I don't, that's why I do it every night. That's heavy. That's a heavy, heavy load. But I, I, I like, only have three people that meet me, though. 30? Three. Three. That's different for you. Yeah, three's. You had a couple hundred. I had three. So yeah, three's, three's great. Three, I get my honey stick. I said, we should do that. Three would be nice. Everybody gets one honey stick. One honey stick to go? Do you travel with security? Well, I make them eat it there. They don't get it to go. I said, okay. eat this fucking thing right in front of me. You travel with the guy that holds honey sticks for mm-hmm. you, and you go eat it right in front of me? Yeah, yeah. Dude, Carrot Top does this You know, this Howie thing. Mandel did the funniest thing. <laughs> Howie Mandel did the funniest thing that he told in, a, in an interview. You'd have a meet and greet, and he really did this. You'd have meet and greet, and he would, they would all be outside in there, and he would hide under the table. With like the, the mm-hmm. with a table with the cloth over it, sure. And people would walk in, and he'd say, "Hello," and they'd be like, "Hello," and he would say, "He would." This is weird because he was this is before he was completely crazy with the. Yeah. He would make them each one of them go under the table and say hi to him under the table. Oh boy! <laughs> fucking... This feels like he's gonna get canceled. <laughs> How for great this. is that though? What happened and under the, the table, Howie? But isn't that great? Like, yeah, hi, nice to me. And, and under the, good to see you. Where are you from? Good to see you. It's very private. <laughs> yeah, it's very private. I can love it. I kissed the first girl on, uh, in a table in Catholic school underneath the table You never kissed cloth. a girl. Stop it. Yes, I did. Here's I kissed so many girls. Uh, the guy that gets real defensive. Bro, I kiss so many girls. I'm not buying it. You have no idea. I'm a good kisser. Yeah, I'd be are. kissing, dude. In here, we pour whiskey. Hey, hey, college football fans, are you ready for week one? DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a cannot miss. Offer to start the season strong this week. New customers can bet just $5. Just a five, dude. Just a Lincoln on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. What else do you need to know? That's incredible. Anything can happen in college football. Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Does it happen? It does. Okay, my old man likes University of Tennessee. They're all over the place. SEC is tough, but I got to tell you, some days they show up and they show out. Change comes fast, kids. The only thing that's a lock is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. If you've ever used DraftKings Sportsbook, you know it's probably the best uh, platform you can use if you want to put a sum of cash down on your favorite team. I don't know who your favorite team is. I went to school in the uh, in the Pac-12, was the Pac-10. Maybe it'll be the Pac-2 when this is all said and done. Hopefully we'll uh, retain a couple of teams. In the meantime, go ahead, get on DraftKings Sportsbook. Put a couple of bucks down and you get something back. Life is way more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code WHISKEY. You know what it is. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code WHISKEY. The crown is yours. Hey, you know what I'm wearing right now? What I've been wearing every single day to let my nuts breathe? My bird dogs. 
These are my dogs. I got them on right now. Got my bird dogs on. I'm wearing the pants because I'm not allowed to wear shorts on my own show because people are like, ew, your legs are gross. I get it. That's how I got my nickname Cheeto from my leg hair because they look like Cheeto dust. Dog. Uh, I'm wearing my bird dogs almost every day because it's summer, summertime. And it feels so good to let my nuts hang. And they have this lining that feels so comfortable and breathable. And I, I don't get all sweaty and stanky. They have moisture wicking in there. I love bird dogs. Uh, honestly, I love them. The shorts are my favorite. I'm wearing the pants, but the shorts are my favorite. They look like khaki shorts or like high-end shorts. You can wear them on the golf course, to the pool, to the pool hall, uh, to the hall dance hall. Uh, you can do whatever you want with them. You can wear them to the gym or you can wear them around the crib. Uh, bird dogs are so comfortable. It's unbelievable. Go check them out. Uh, that's Chris Stefano calling me. He's calling me in the middle of it. He wears bird dogs too. Hey, go to birddogs.com slash whiskey. Enter the promo code whiskey for a free tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash whiskey. Enter the promo code whiskey for a free tumbler. And I got to tell you, you're going to love these things. Bird dogs are so comfortable and they make my tush look nice. Go get some bird dogs. Ginger. I like gingers. I'd be kissing, dude. <laughs> no, that was my first. In Catholic school at Moody Bible, I a girl crawled, on, crawled under a table, tablecloth, I mean, and I, I was, kissed. I went to Catholic school, too, so we have that. How long were you in Catholic school? Your whole life as a kid? I'm still in Catholic school. You are? <laughs> oh, my God. We all Somebody likes really, to get touched. Aren't we really all just curse for help? If I get out of this, they're going to stop hugging me that much. Yeah, I was, I was an altar boy. Yeah. Oh, St. No. Mary's, yes, indeed. That's, That's where we learned about this. this. That's exactly right. True. You think I'm kidding? That's where this started. You were an altar boy. Mm-hmm. St. Mary's. St. Mary's. You're a Florida guy. You're yeah, a Florida, Florida kid. Yeah, St. Mary's. Rockledge, Florida. Would you ever go back to Florida? I have a house there, yeah. But you, okay, so well, when is your off-season? There's no off-season. doesn't right exist. Yeah, yeah, no. So when do you allow to take a break? I do a week a month. A week a month. Yeah. And that's so I your... Work, I work a month, and then I go to Florida for a week, and a month for, in Vegas, and a week Okay. Home. It keeps my sanity. I have a house there. Because the they, t- and... they told me you're, uh, you're going to do like a tour tour next year, like a full tour, right? We have done those before, but probably we'll stay with uh, what we're doing now for a bit. I think the Luxor, you know, it's pretty consistent gig, so it's kind of hard to... It's hard uh, to say no. To, well, yeah, it's hard to take a to go on an actual full-blown tour. In fact, your buddy was trying to get me to go out with them, uh, Bert. Um, oh, yeah. You didn't want to come? No, I couldn't because of the contractually with the right. Luxor, which is hard to get those to get out of that so many days. But uh, funny a, guy. Uh, no, it, it was super fun. Look, there I was know, a, and big arenas and things. It was baseball wild. Baseball stadiums and great. Yeah, we just played, played Vegas. They just played the, yeah, uh, the T-Mobile. T-Mobile. We played T-Mobile. Yeah. It was I had enough. some friends that were, that were there. I, I did it with them, and we had Lewis Black come as yeah, a special I love guest. Lewis. Yeah, great guy. Phenomenal joke writer. Fucking funny, funny, funny. Also doing new shit, which was so rad. I know. And he's timely a, he's shit. a guy. Yeah, but he's yeah. the guy that does it. He writes. He's a writer. It's great to see that. Yeah. It's hard to see older well, guys I, not doing yeah, it. Yeah, no, he's great. Yeah. I mean, it made me think of it earlier when you said I have more money than God. My favorite uh, God one, it was just uh, aired on, again, uh, it was old. George Carlin. Yeah. But it's, if, if, if anyone of your fans uh, didn't see the George Carlin bit where he talks about God. Um, it's all the, powerful, all knowing, all fucking, seeing, all dude, being. Right. And he all, needs your money. Yeah, but he goes, but he loves you. <laughs> but he loves and you. And then he, he needs money. And he needs money. He's so great. Lots, he's lots, lots of money. Lots of money. He does it, he's great, but just not good with numbers. Right. <laughs> Such a brilliant, brilliant bit. It's a great bit. God, that's, a, that's one of those where you're comic. You're like, see, that's where, you know, I always wanted to be George Carlin. I mean, that's really... That was, that was your number one. Yeah, and then Gallagher came, I, I get, but, but here's the weird thing. So people ask me, like, I do a thing in my show, like, who influenced you? I said, it's so bizarre. I love Richard Pryor, I love George Carlin, and I love Gallagher. And they're like, well, how does that work? I said, well, it's like a little bit of each thing. Sure. Because Gallagher had great stand-up. 
People right. only remember Gallagher for his props. If you go back and look at Gallagher's specials, he had an hour of stand-up yeah. that didn't have props. Yeah. So I loved not his props. I liked his stand-up. And then I started doing props, but my props were completely different than how he approached prop comedy. He would do like a big couch or do a thing. And he had a few that were like how I write, where there's like a like an invention kind of thing. Like yeah. he had one that was funny. It was a, it was a, it was a thing where you, uh, you, it goes on the passenger side of the driver with a, with a brake pad. So, so the, your passenger could, could break the brake oh, too right, or, right, or right. feel like you were part of, so it was clever. Um, but most of his standup was, was what I thought was amazing. And then Carlin was, you know, God. And then you watch Richard Pryor. So when I started doing the props, I, I, you know, I did it, just tried to make it not a pun. You know, whenever people do a, an impression of me, they do a pun. And it's not really a, it's offensive. It's just like, they're not getting what I do. Like, they would do like, you know, a shoehorn. It'd be a shoe and a horn. I'm like, never done a pun in my entire career. Right. Never. You're like, if you're going to make fun of me, do it the right way. Well, yeah. I'll give you an example. So Family Guy. Yeah, I was just going to say, there's no way they, they haven't said, taken a shot at you. Oh, no, I would got to be that on guy, it. Yeah, they that called guy. me and they said, we have an episode, you want to be on it. I said, well, of course I want to be on it. Fuck, it's me. You're, you're doing me. Yeah. So they sent me the script, and and, and uh, McFarlane, I mean, it, it was just, if he was in this room, he would say, I remember that. So they sent it to me, and I said, oh, I hate it. And and it's weird for me to say, like, I hate something that the family guy wrote, right? I said, it's just not funny. For me. <laughs> the My part. Yeah. Not the show. My mm-hmm. part that they wrote eh, wasn't carrot toppy. So they were like, uh got me on the phone. What, what's, what, what, what's wrong with it? I said, well, the, the joke was um, a seesaw. So the, the prop is, so you you say the word seesaw. I'm guessing there's a saw and a pair of glasses. So it's a saw with glasses on it. Sure. And I'm like, fuck, that's like the worst thing in the world. Because yeah. that's what most people think of prop comedy is like that. Oh, a seesaw. Look, a handkerchief or a, you know, a, a butterfly, a butter and wings on it. Like, right. nah. So... He said, it's really funny. I said, well, I really don't like it. They said, you want to pass on it? I said, well, I'll do it. For, I'll record it. We did it. And they did it over again in L.A. They brought it back in L.A. <laughs> All the writers, and I'm like, this is so bad. Why, why is this funny? And they said, we just did like a test review. People fucking love it. I said, it's funny because you're making... No, I said, no. People this day still walk up to me and say, hey, seesaw. So I guess they. it was funny for in how they saw it. But sure. I was like, I, I said, can't we do like, you know, something I do, like the paper cups and string phone where it has a third cup for call waiting, you know, something more clever. Yes. And they're like, but that wouldn't play. So they're, you're saying they were taking a shot at you. It was a bummer because you're like, if you're going to make... But they thought it was funny. They thought that's what I do. They're like, no, I thought that was a good one. But then you said it's not, and you're like, you're kind of mocking I said, can I do one of mine? They said, well, give me an example. So I gave him one. They said, but that's not going to get a punch because it's got it's too clever. It's too funny. Sure, to sure. make fun of me, it's got to be dumb. Right. They, so if they're going to make fun of you, it's got to be... It's got to be the lowest on the nose, yes. Because if they do a real bit from your show, it's not going to mock you the right, right way. Right, because then I look smart. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They can't have you look smart. No. You out of your mind? You know what I mean? Because well, there's a smart aspect Well, how do you feel about that when people like that are like trying to... look? They're not taking a shot at you, but they are. Right. And what, you don't, how do you feel about that? Like, is that, what, what's that initial reaction when you're like, they're showing me love, but they're, to- it can't be the first time that someone's. Oh, fuck, my whole career, I'm like the punching bag. So what is it? How does it make you really feel, truly? Well, <laughs> you make me cry. No, I, I truly, like at first, I would be, when I was younger, I would, I would take it more to heart. You know, we would, we, we'd do like a big arena. Gig. Yeah. 
to be on the bus with my crew. It killed it. Fucking rock stars. And watching Jimmy Fallon or whatever show was on, Tonight Show. And he's like, they do a carrot top joke. And I'm like, fuck. And my, everyone was like, oh my God. But it was like, Funny because it was like that's cool. I'm relevant. They're talking about me. Yeah. But they were saying it in a negative. There's always a negative tone to it where they were like, "I'm still the dumb guy." But then like someone like you know, I'm trying to think of someone like uh, Gary Shandling would would say to me, "Dude, you're you're they're the laughing. They're laugh. They're the one that's you're the successful one. So why are you taking it to heart?" I said, oh, "I'm not." He says, "Yeah, you are." So the more successful people that would tell me that they're only doing it because you're getting under their skin a little bit. Well, you're, you're successful. Yeah, you're they're going to get you when you I'm get famous. I'm not famous. I'm recognizable in a lineup. This is what I am. You're very, very, very famous. Because, fu- but I'm, because you're so famous in comedy, you do know that comes with the territory, right? It's right, like, sure, sure. It's such a natural... They like to say carrots. They like to put... That's a good punch. There was a guy from that wrote for People magazine. or as one of those big shows, uh, newspapers or something. And he said, why do you continually... You no, know, he said, well, how do you find your... You know, he says, well, if I'm really in a hole and I need a punchline, I just put in carrot top. Really? And I wrote the guy. I was like, he goes, dude, you've been my lifesaver. And, <laughs> like, literally, because he just needed a punch. Like, just throwing carrot top and it gets a laugh. They do it on all these shows. Like, Fallon just did it the other night. They did a whole thing on... Uh, but that says, 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 that speaks volumes to the lack of writing. carrot top's hair not be green? And everybody, you know, laughs and then they do a poll and they do it. And 85% says yes. Huh? Right. You know, stupid shit. But it's still good. You're relevant and they're talking about you. And I know Jimmy Fallon. He's a good guy. So. Well, what it, I think to me what it means from a philosophical level is like at some point it's just because they... They know you're a good guy, and they're like, yeah. "Well, he'll he'll yeah." It doesn't I hope matter. that they know that at the end of the day. Like I've met some people that, you know, I was when I first started getting bo- bo- unbothered by people making fun of me, is because I'd have people like Jalen or Bill Maher, Gary Shandling, or you know, George Carlin, say funny shit, man. You know, so you're like, oh, that's cool. Like George Carlin loved me. Right, and then I got a guy in Nebraska on on the internet saying that I'm like a yeah. piece of shit hack. Cool price. Like, yeah, I'm like hack. I've been doing this forty years. I'm not. You can't. You're not a hack at forty years. Yeah. you might be a hack in the first couple of years, but See, you I, can't go forty I, I, years and be a hack. I don't believe. They'll catch you. I actually don't believe in that word. We've talked about that. I'm, yeah, hack. Well, I, it's kind of an, an old. I think the word is very hack. I think it's a to the idea to be like that joke or that concept or that thing is hack is in and of itself bullshit mm-hmm. because that yeah. anything can be boiled down to being right. a hack. Literally everything. You can give me the cl- most clever joke. I'll go. Yeah, but conceptually, it's bullshit. Yeah, 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 right, right, it's a sure, simple thing that sure, someone else right, has peeled sure, before. Sure. Yeah, right. we invented the wheel once. Sure. Right. Like we've made different wheels, but there is no such thing as being like the most original. What? Like Chappelle's last special, well, not the last one, but a couple ago. You know, he talks all about like Cosby and Michael Jackson, and you're like, these aren't current topics. Right. Right. If a younger guy did it, you'd be like, oh, what are you talking about Michael Jackson? Who right, died? Right. Did- but it's not, it's the presentation. You know, half my show's about Michael Jackson. Yes. <laughs> but that's my point is the presentation is what matters. <laughs> there is no such thing. No, there, and I'll give you I another, don't buy it. I'll give you another, I don't either. I'll give you another example of like kind of a comic that came in to me. Um, we were friends from day one, like started the same club, maybe the same year. It was Larry the Cable Guy, Dan Whitney. Right. So one day, uh, I'm already doing arenas and doing all this shit. And he was, he just started getting a little heat with his, uh, you know, his, his get her done on his act. And I always said, it's brilliant because I remember when you were just Dan Whitney and all of a sudden you just, you're this character and it's, it's like huge, right? It's like he was selling out arenas. Oh, yeah. And he called me one day and said, dude, I got the new carrot top. I'm the new carrot top. 
you know, getting shit oh, on. Oh, he inherited getting inherited shit on. Inherited the shit. Yeah. Karen, I said, perfect. <laughs> Thank God you can have the you can have the baton. Yeah. And he said, it's so, dude, it's so cruel. I said, yeah, but enjoy it. He says, yeah, but people are say the meanest. I said, because you're successful. You and it's and, and he made that character. Yeah. Not, I mean, whether it's fucking people think it's another version of hee-haw, whatever the fuck it is. Sure. He made Larry the Cable Guy and made that character and fucking sold it. Yeah. Same with, I came with a stupid carrot top, gave him the brand. And if it wasn't still, it wouldn't be doing it 40 years. So people dig it. I have fans. That people do, come. And people that don't like me don't come. That's right. That's, they, that's, they don't. That's like, it. Why would you go see carrot top? I, I, I wouldn't personally, but you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. if you don't want to come, don't go. Yeah, that's that. Like easy. I don't care. Just don't go. At some point you just stop caring about it. Like I have yeah. my fans and you have fans. There's people that hate the Rolling Stones. I, I have friends that hate the Grateful Dead, hate the Rolling Stones, hate certain bands. Well, give me a huge band that you don't like. Mm, well, I see. I like every kind of music. I love band. I, I can't think of one band that I wouldn't go sit through. That's easy for me. Really? What's one? Uh, R.E.M. I just... Oh, R.E.M. I can't I, uh, stand... My mom would call them R.E.M. Speedwagon. I said, no, it's different. <laughs> see, that was a pun that that family <laughs> guy would write. R.E.M. <laughs> Um, no, but well, I, you know what I'll say that's yeah. very true. And, and lemonade and hurricanes and modernity and yeah. lemonade. Yeah, like yeah. what the fuck? I mean, no. you, might, you might lose me a little bit. I met him one time. I'm sure there's. I, I just there's there's bands that are so big I never understood why. But that's yeah, the same I guess sentiment. REM that I'm would not be my first one. I would. Bet. That's my number one. Yeah. I don't know. No, why. I like, that's funny though. You that's know how good. much I didn't like them. <laughs> I went to go. I went to go to the Hollywood Bowl show. To watch their opening band, really? my wife and I, we paid just to watch the opening band, and the sun was still cresting, so it was still hot. It wasn't hidden behind the hills yet; like it, it, people were still getting beer. <laughs> and we left the moment that they that the opening Please band got off stage. It was a great band called the National. I don't know if the you know the National. Yeah. Okay, I was going to ask you what the name of the band. The, na- the National, and then the next year they opened the bowl. They headlined the bowl themselves, so it was just like watch. It was cool to watch the progression of like sure, they sure. opened for them. But my wife was like. We got to get out of here. Because both so of us funny. are like, we don't so like. Yeah. But my point is, uh, yeah, someone's not going to like watching, it. If, if Michael Stipe is watching, this is all just. Can you imagine? You know, just kidding. Sipping a cup of he coffee. He might be going, oh. In some dungeon somewhere. He's I definitely living time. underground. I gave, a, I gave him a Superman necklace. Michael Stipe? Yeah. Because his song, out, I am Superman. Yeah. I am Can what's happening. Yeah. And so I gave him a Superman necklace that I had, I had two of them. I gave him an extra one. And he. Uh, he still has it today. Uh, yeah. Michael's listening to I this. I think he literally... He he's rubbing it right now. turned over to give it to his, one of his assistants. <laughs> what are the gifts that you get from fans? You must get some Anything with shit. a carrot. Fucking carrot cakes and fucking carrots. Really? And, yes. Anything Let's, orange. Any, you don't want any of this stuff. Any rainbow dildos, anything. People love to give me... Funny fun, bit. Because I have a couple of dildo jokes. So people give me fucking dildos all the time. I've got enough dildos. Well, you heard well, it here. You go back Keep bringing carrot top dildos. <laughs> Seriously, there's like so many dildos. We haven't hanging out this thing, you know. Say so what? Why? I said people give me these. Is it an HR problem? <laughs> I don't know. Is this yeah. becoming... I don't know. All right. So what gifts? What get? What's the best? People get. By the way, I have fans are fucking awesome though. What's the best? They gift do you've give ever me the best gifts. Well, they give me they give me um, a lot of crown bottles. People give me because uh, I drink crown. Yeah. So they give me they custom crown bottles, and I mean to the nth degree custom. You love They'll spend crown thousands royal, huh? of dollars on this. That's your that's your sauce. Yeah. Why why why? Crown? I don't know. I started drinking it um, when I was like six. No, um, no. I started drinking it. And I just liked it, and then I got. I did a joke in the show where I'd I'd give out shots of Crown to the front row, and then Crown got wind of it, and they gave me a sponsorship, and then they they so it just became a, a friendly uh, 
a, a wonderful exchange. Yeah, and I like crown. Have you made your own sauce with them? Do they have a? No, we should do a carrot. They should do a batch. Carrot juice. How come they don't have a batch? Yeah, we have a carrot batch. To the men and women over at Crown. Do you remember your first? What age you were when you first drank? Yeah, I was fourteen, fifteen years old. We stole a bottle of. uh, 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 uh. <laughs> oh man! I hey, fourteen. It's okay. Captain Morgan. We stole you a bottle. You shouldn't of remember. He's fourteen. You were drunk. What did I? Get? Well, what I, my, my, my buddy I Matt steal? got all sick, but we drank it on the side of the hill by his house, behind his behind like his garage, um, and got just wrecked off our heads. That's that was great. the first time I got really smoked. Was my, like mine was my. This is weird. Now my dad worked at the space center, NASA. A genius. Literally. Like a rocket scientist, like he trained astronauts and he he invented the clip that puts the shuttle on top of the 747, like weird shit. And as a young kid, I'm like, okay, whatever, I don't care. Like, you know, I don't, I want to watch the Brady, I want to watch Gilligan's Island. I don't want to go to this fucking launch. So we go to this launch and it's like 100 degrees out and there's like these, you know, tents or whatever for concessions. Yeah. So there's a beer, a beer concession and a hot dog and a Coke one and whatever. And uh, it's Florida, so there's firework ones, you know. So my dad's like, what do you want? And I was like, I don't know, just a hot dog and a Coke. And my dad looked at the line for the <laughs> hot dog coat tent was like 50 deep. And the one for the beer line was like two people. So my dad's like, you're going you're gonna to drink a beer. And I was like, what's that? Is he going to drink a beer? I'm not waiting in that fucking line. So my dad gets me a beer. I'm not like 13. And I'm like... I, I took a, I remember taking a sip, man. He looked at me, says, don't tell your mother. I, I said, oh, I won't. He's like, how is it? I'm like, it's not good. And I remember just sitting there, like, at la- it was like, there was three launches. You know, it's like three rockets going off. My dad's like, oh, that's a launch. I'm like, there's three rockets? And I was like, fuck, you're drunk. <laughs> I was drunk, and I got home. My, my dad's like, mom said, how was the launch? I'm like, and I, when I got drunk. My dad got me, what the yeah. Dad got me. My tanked. dad's like, I just told you not to tell your mother. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's the first thing you do when you tell your mother. I'm 13. I'm Don't snitch say, worthy. Yeah. I'm, I'm snitch a, age. Yeah, I'm a um I'm a whistleblower. Yeah. yeah. I love those words. <laughs> whistleblower. We have a whistleblower. They're a snitch. They're snitching. Yeah. You're snitching on your own father. Yeah. In here, we pour whiskey. Hey, hey, I'm here to tell you once again about Rabbit Hole and their one-of-a-kind bourbon and rye whiskeys. I love this sauce. Look at how I grip it, by the way. If you got a man hand, you grip this thing nice and good. You could throw it across the room to one of your buddies. Kaveh uh, Zamani and Rabbit Hole's founder and whiskey maker gave up a 25-plus year career as a clinical psychologist to pursue his lifelong passion to craft the world's finest spirits, and that he did. Instead of buying aged whiskey, he went all in, learning from the best to develop his own recipes. No shortcuts, no compromise. Last year, he, he was uh, inducted in the Kentucky Bourbon Hall of Fame's 20th anniversary class. Pretty legendary, my friend. Rabbit Hole's mission is to transform the ordinary into the extraordinary. And their whiskeys prove it. Original mass bill recipe, signature malts and grains, aged in hand-selected, charred, and toasted barrels. Uh, award-winning small batch whiskey made with passion and love. If you're looking for a whiskey with a new perspective, i got to tell you, skip that ordinary and sip the extraordinary. they got four distinct whiskey expressions. Uh, today, I, I've been drinking Boxer Grail. I like the rye. I, I told you before, I'm not really a rye guy, but sometimes this really uh, catches my tongue uh, in the right afternoon uh, when the mood is right. Uh, but I do love Boxer Grail. Uh, this is, uh, like I said, it's their, this is their rye, uh, their award-winning sour mash rye. They also have Cave Hill, High Gold, and Derringer. And that one's their award-winning uh, bourbon finish in PX Sherry Cast, Pedro Jimenez Sherry Cast, nonetheless. Go grab some. Honestly, they're sold everywhere. You got to get some Rabbit Hole. You're going to love it, okay? Go to rabbitholedistillery.com slash drizzly. Use that promo code rabbit for $5 off your first order. Or go to rabbitholedistillery.com, and you can, you can see where it's being sold in your area. Uh, please enjoy it. Drink responsibly. Jump down the rabbit hole with me. Ginger. 
I like Ginger's. Is your pops alive? He just passed about four I'm years. Sorry. Yeah, he was he was he was a interesting one about comedy. He was not. Uh, I do a whole thing in store about in the show, but it's like you know, tell your dad that works at NASA you're going to be a comic. He was like, I don't understand. It was like it was like me saying to you, I'm going to be a rocket scientist. It was the same thing. <laughs> right, right. He didn't understand. I didn't understand. We didn't understand each other. But, but when I became, you know, Carrot Top and it all worked out, he was like, he would be number one fan. What was the first moment that your father was like, oh, wow, oh, shit? He came to a show where he was like, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. You're not funny. Like, you were really, f- I had like, it was like a big show in Melbourne. It was like 3,000 seat theater, a really fancy theater in Melbourne, Florida. It was like packed at the King Center, you know? And I, it was sold out. And, you know, my dad came back. He's like, he didn't have a word. He didn't know what to say. He's like, I've never seen you. Like, who are you? Right. I said, I'm Batman. No, he said, I've never seen you. <laughs> it was just like, because well, I was just a quiet kid. Now he never seen me starting out in comedy. He never, he never would come down. How could they me. though? Right? They don't. But see he wouldn't the even work. come see me when I was in clubs. He didn't. And all of a sudden, I hit kind of big. And he's, I saw him in the Tonight Show. You know, wow. Yeah, and it, and it really resonates. Yeah, it resonates. Like well, you're on the Tonight to Show. Well, who are we to our parents? That's a big thing. Yeah. Who are we to our parents? That's a, that's, it is weird. It does feel, you know, when I put the Chicago Theater for the first time, and Chicago's my home, my dad was like, "This is, they're all seeing you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, I hate you. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, not like that, but he was like, <laughs> no, he right, was, no, no, but right. he was like, why the fuck would they pay to see Why would they? I don't understand They're going to see you be an asshole on stage <laughs> for an hour? And you're like, yeah, and my asshole friends. And I think... <laughs> it's hard because who we are to them is so different than it's like anything your your sister your brother you know the way you see that my little sister is 32 in my mind she's 12 right sure it, she'll never grow up to me so it's the same with agreed, my parents agreed. i feel the same way with my parents yeah until you start buying them shit and then right. they're like well right. you're a grown-up yeah, you yeah here's yeah. a car you're gonna be nicer now you're gonna be a little bit nicer to me now i bought mom a fucking car <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. but it is it is uh mm-hmm. there are those moments i think where even they go oh wow yeah. i guess being a rocket scientist is is, is is, yeah. is is my thing, and that's this is I got to be his thing. That's what's weird about we have a lot. So so my dad worked at NASA, which uh, rocket scientist. My brother went to the Air Force Academy. Mm. He became an F sixteen fighter Holy jet pilot. Shit. I swear to God, that's rad. And, and that's the whole thing. My show is I I show my dad. I call him Pop Top, and then my my brother Garrett. I call him Garrett Top, and then. And then there's a picture of me in like some AT and T commercial. Yes. Oh, this is fucking retard. And I said, and then there's there's me. You know, it says the um the black sheep. But the song comes on, and I'm like, I know. I said, my whole adopted life, literally, I tried to be a comedian. And my brother, you know, how do you follow that? Yeah, my brother's in the Air Force Academy in an F-16, and I'm strapping a dildo onto a walker. Hey, look, it's <laughs> it's Tommy Lee's walker. You know, so. Uh, Are you yeah. the only redhead? Well, it's just another thing when I was a kid. See, yeah. so we didn't have any redheads in the family. But right. My mom had blonde hair, my uh, like bleach blonde hair. My dad, brown hair. Brother, blonde hair. So I'd go to school, and they'd say, who has the red hair in the family at home? And I'd say, we have an Irish setter. And that was like my first joke, probably. Right. Really, my first joke. Yeah. And uh, I it would get a laugh, like, well, I, you know, our dog has red hair, me and my dog. And my mom was like, well, what are you, what? It was, I said, well, then you, my mom would pick me up at school. And she has this blonde hair. Yeah. And they wouldn't let her drive me home from school because that's not my mom. Who's this woman abducting yeah, this boy? right. So my mom was like, no, I bleach my hair. And then so I go back and said, it's my mom. She bleaches hair. Well, don't tell them I bleach my hair. Well, now, you know, I can't win. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was weird. 
Speaking of, you have a lot of colors in your hair. You didn't. You. I do. The orange. They start could, turning gray, and I just said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna make it right. rainbow." That's the transition. Either redheads will either, it'll go uh, yeah, gray, yeah. And, and they'll well, dye. I it. still have some pretty good red left. There's some I, red up there. Yeah, there's some red. It's all and it's, it's all mine. And too, it's dready too. It's, it's real all dready. dready. I know. Again, what I'm not making you as much dreads? money as you think I am. What? Yeah, I was just gonna say. It what? dreads itself. I don't dread it. You never dread it. You no. let it dread. Uh, yeah, but I need. I get it combed out every couple months, so it needs to be combed out. Did you always want to? I just to wanted have... to do this show, and then I'll get it combed out. Yeah, you will. That's where you come to LA to get your hair done. Yeah, like a fancy boy. Mm-hmm. No, no, I don't actually. Did you ever I go want to a guy to in do... a van? I go to Doctor Kevorkian in the parking lot of a van and <laughs> combs it out. Is this what you've always wanted, though? Do you want? Did you like hair? Yes. No, no, no. Hair. Like you wanted it to be kind of. Um, this was always. No, your I mean, look... I always had crazy hair, but I, yeah. now it's gotten like. I walked in. He said, oh, "You got a little." Uh, well, Johnny Depp going on. Yeah, he and said, what did he that, say, Captain Jack Sparrow? Yeah, so I get that a lot, like, like a lot, because I, I, I had, like, I do this little stupid... Uh, little mustache. Yeah, I don't know why. It was, you do know why. No, you I, like it. You know, I, well, no, I didn't at first. I grew it because I was, uh, I had to do something. I, it was, I had to grow it, and then I, I grew it, and I said, oh, it was a COVID, maybe. I said, oh, I kind of liked it, and then I grew the whole, I didn't know I could grow hair on my whole face. You shaved your whole life? Everything. Yeah, a swimmer. I still shave my whole body. You still shave your whole body. My whole body. Head yeah. to toe. I have people shave my whole body. I right. Don't do it. How many people? One or two? There's a human. It's like a, it's like a team of people. Right. Um, <laughs> a bunch of elderly women come over <laughs> yeah, and shave your body. Elderly. No, younger, younger. You ought to clean up. Yeah. So, um, do you still swim? Yeah, but not competitively. But I still shave. But you know what I mean? Like you still oh, get in still, the, yeah, yeah. You swim laps? Yeah. My grandpa did till he died, and he was always like, swimming is the best. Swimming is the best. It is. He died of lung cancer. What does he know about fucking health? You know what I mean? But the hair was always like, yeah, right? Yeah. The hair thing was always like uh, part of my, in a sense, brand, because I I drew a logo with this crazy hair, and then then when I'm bored, I do whatever I want. My management, of course, gets mad. Like, you can't have purple and green and blue. Why? Well, because it's my brand. I'm like, uh, wait, go back, because it's my brand. It's my brand. Yeah. So... They hate it. They would still want they red, hate it. red they dominant. They to be red hair. You're carrot top. So I was in the show about two weeks ago, and I went into the crowd to do my little touch the people. And this lady's like, I like your old wig better. Your old wig? Yeah. And I just got a big laugh. So I said, my old wig better? I said, this isn't I said, this isn't a wig. She said, no, I like your old wig. I said, this is not a wig, though, either. So she's pointing, no, the old one. I said, you like my old hair better. It's not, it's not a wig, though. It's the, you, you like my old hair better. Like, she's like, sure, whatever you want to call well, your yeah. wig. Yeah. She's like, I like when it was just red. I don't like all this. Do you get a lot of that? Like older women that are like... No, some people like it. Some people do. Some, yeah. like, some people are like, why is your hair all not... I, don't, I have a four-year-old goddaughter. She's like, your hair is weird. <laughs> I said, you're weird. Yeah. You know, you can't even earn money and buy stuff. Shut up. Right, right. Tiny person. Right. Exactly. These tiny people judging right. us. When you start paying your taxes. Yeah. Wait, Dude. when I start paying my taxes. No. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you're lucky. You're in Nevada, right? You guys get to save some of that money. A little bit. That's got to be kind of nice. I live in Florida, too, huh? Two states. Uh, I was just going to say, you're evading the government. I'm no like, dummy. Go buy a house in Texas, too. Right. And, and Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. I'm over here getting murdered, and I yeah, love it. I Dude, California drained me. Just rip me off. I'm going to die broke and sad like every other actor and comedian but before But you'll have me. all your hair. That's right. Well, some of it. We'll see. Mm-hmm. till it all falls out, you know? Mm-hmm. When you go when you go back, like... On I thought, I thought you were going to say, when you go... When you're, when you're dead. When you, you're dead. Where yeah. You go, where you, you want to die. Yeah. No, when you go back to Vegas, yeah. does it make you happy with the moment you fly back in? Like, or do you get anxiety that you're back doing the grind? No, I usually am when I go... I mean, if I... If I um, After that week break. Oh, 
That's solace After a week break. break, I'm actually ready to go back to, I always say it's trying to be a rock star again. I, I kind of enjoy, like I go home to Florida and sit in my boat and my Speedo. And after about a week of that, it's yeah. like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. I'm relaxed. And now I want to write jokes. I want to do all the jokes that I've been thinking I want to do for a week. Right. Uh, I want to get back on stage. I like being on stage. I love I love being That's where you're the most show you. business. I love being I always say, you know, I always say it, we're we're rock we're rock we're not a I'm not a rock star, but I would say it's time to be a rock star again and get up there and you know, put on put on the show. Yeah, and get and just get dressed for the show. I like I like putting on the music and I'm putting on my my sh- nice stuff, you know. I have right. like a certain carrot top kind of thing I wear and it's kind of well, I have to ask when you do think of an idea of an invention, because that's the best way to say yeah. it. Who's who's going to get all that shit? You got a crew I usually, of people. I usually have to do it myself because I know. Well, some if I know specifically what I want to build, mm. they'll get the wrong stuff. Like I usually go like I'm just going to go pick it out. I can pick it out way quicker than anyone else. So I'm going to see you in Target going to pick. Oh up yeah, stuff. people yeah. see me all the time. This is a joke on my show. Where I'm, I was ringing up something. And it's something I forget the joke now. It's not in my show now, but it used to be. I was like, dude, dude. And she looked at me. She says, that, it, was a, it was great, actually. It's a really good prop. It's a mouse trap with a, with a little mi- mini mirror ball on it. Like a, a mirror. Oh, oh, right, right, attached right. Attached to it. So yeah. It's a mirror ball on a little mouse trap. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a mouse trap to catch gay mice. So, the, like, Lady Gaga, it kills. I mean, it uh-huh. really, honestly, uh-huh. I did it on, like, every TV show I think I possibly could do it. I did yeah. it on back in the... So I said, it's a gauge, you know, and I think that was the one Gary Shannon was like, God damn, that's funny. Like, what the fuck? How do you come up with this shit? And I said, well, it's funny part is I'm, I'm, I buy it. So I'm at the, the Target, and she's like, dude, dude. She's like... I said, what? She's like, is this going to be one of your jokes in your show? And I said, yeah. I said, what's it going to be? I said, it's going to be a gay rat trap. And she's like... I said, it's going to kill, lady. <laughs> and it kills, but yeah. It is fun seeing people's reactions. As things. you're making it? Yeah, or I'm going to, I, I used to on the road, we'd see like uh, garage sales and whatnot. And I'd be like, oh God, stop the bus, stop the bus. Like anytime you see a yard sale, uh, you got to stop. Go find new shit. Oh, dude, I could get 10 minutes. So Dan and Tosh and I did a whole bit one time where I wrote like 10 minutes at, at a, a yard garage. sale. Yeah. And I literally just, I just, I said, this is a, look at this. And I just came up with like 10 minutes of, of shit, you know. One just from a, one garage. One was sale. a plate. It was a, it was, well, they had all these plates for sale. And they had a little mini toilet. And he was like, what are you going to come up with? I said, I don't know. Give me a second. Can't rush this. I said, it's a plate for bulimics. So I put the plate and the toilet together so you could eat and throw up and eat and throw up. <laughs> I remember doing that and somebody shows then uh, then one time we did it one show and they're like Jesus Christ you can't do that <laughs> yeah. no, but we could though I was like the Tonight Show was right down the street yeah. I would do all these jokes back in the day that's, what, that's weird about comedy like if I go back and look at my, my entire career there's thousands of things that I've that I've done that now would be con- would be doomed or it would just be deemed like what? You well, it's, it's but, just a sign of the times. Right, but I, right, but I go back and I still do a thing in the show. Sometimes I haven't done it in a while. Usually road shows. I say we're going to go back and do carrot classics, or and I do this whole back in time thing, and I pull out all this old shit that I yeah. did that a lot of fans, no one's going to remember. It's thirty years ago, sure. but they're still relevant, like the plate for bulimics or the game mousetrap or the uh, you know, skinny jeans for fat guys or whatever the fuck right. it is. People are like, they howl because it's like, it's still relevant. It was like, this is 30 years old. You know? Do you still Here's a Bill Clinton podium where the head came up on a foot pedal. It was brilliant. <laughs> it's good. Do you ever want to lay it down? Like, do you ever want to lay down the hits and do a special of just all the old yeah, stuff? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I should. 
Why that not? Would, that would be funny, actually. Yeah. To do, in fact, that'd be a good approach to do it. I want ten percent. To do to do a, to that. do kind of a throwback. I think that's the move. And do it like do it even shoot it in black and white. Well, um, because Seinfeld did it, right? Seinfeld did all my old. He did like all his old stuff. Like, what was the name of that special that he did? Where is it? I'm telling you one more time. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And he did kind of Brilliant. like his, his I love hits. Him. I love yeah. him. And then that, I think that's like, you know. I just saw him not long not? ago, and he's made me laugh so good. Seinfeld? Yeah. He's just so, he's such a, he's just. He's, he's a comic, so, comic, He's a comic, comic, comic. He walks out in the first 20 minutes. I'm like, I can't breathe. Yeah. And I'm a comic. Yeah. He said something to Why somebody. Why are we here? Well, we try to get here. We all oh, we get here. We try to get, and then we follow. We were just we want to get out of here. Can you imagine if he was uh, given the wrong address to this location? My <laughs> God, I'd never hear the end of that. Somebody told me, and I I can't remember. Well, no, I do. Somebody had said they had a conversation. Seinfeld has with him. better people, by the way, than me. That's why. I that's have, for sure. That's why I rather. So wrong, do I. So I have the wrong address. <laughs> uh, a friend said, when people say, "When do you want to die?" Like, when do you want to die? And, like, you know, there's a there's an idea when somebody says, I want to live to be 100. It's like, oh, God, it's, you know, like, you, you, you think you deserve to live to be 100 or whatever. And Seinfeld was in a conversation with someone I know and had said something to the effect of, look, I look at life as, like, um, as terms or cycles, right? And he's like, I really like this cycle. I'd yeah, like this yeah. one to last a long time. Yeah. We've all gone through different cycles and terms or different, different like, uh, you know, versions of the ride, and he's like, this one's pretty well, fucking he's, good. He's had a good run. Yeah. Well, what he's saying is like, <coughs> you know, I'm sure there's moments where he felt that it was down and, and not, you know, like not humming the way he wanted it, and then he comes back up, and then he kind of disappears. Well, yeah, or, he did. Yeah. Well, that show became a hit. It was a failure. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, it's not yeah. one. Yeah. They didn't want to, remember, the, he'll yeah. tell you more than I would. They didn't want to do it. They, they turned it down. But he was like, this is, I want to, I think I want this, this cycle to last quite a while. So that is the idea of like when you say you don't want to retire, it's the same idea. You're like, why? I'm. Humming. I was gonna. I was gonna say I have a piece of uh, a napkin and and this very similar to kind of what Seinfeld is probably saying. I think you can help yeah. me analogy this analogy. Um, I was in an airport uh, bar or whatever you call those things. Airport bar, probably not a bar. It was like a lounge. Lounge. Centurion Lounge. Oh, you were in one of the fancy lounges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, They don't allow people with this look. They don't. They always carry it up. You're okay. Yeah. Come on in. Yeah. What do you mean you don't have a ticket? We don't normally let people in in like you. Could you stay in the back away from the people? near a comb. (laughs) So I see Buddy Hackett, and I'm like, holy fuck. Mm -hmm. Like, Buddy Hackett. Like, I got to say hello to this guy. And that's how it started. Someone said, all the comedians are here. So I said, who else is here? And they said, Buddy Hackett. You know, and I was like, fuck. So I walked over and I said, "Sorry, I said, no, it's fine. That's Buddy Hackett calling." Is that Buddy calling me? It's Buddy's people. Yeah. So I just walked over and I said, "Buddy, I don't want to bother you." And he says, oh, that's, "You know, they always say he said something like like a." Uh, uh, you already did. Yeah. Yeah. Said, well, it's too late. Right. They, they always have this good, you know. Uh, Don Rickles. It's hard to bother you, Don. Well, it's too late, huh? Like, yeah. So I walked over to him and I just said, uh, "You know, my God, I, I'm a comic. I just want to say hi." He says, oh, you're a comic. And his assistant is Kara Top. He says, oh, yeah. How long have you been He says, I'm going to give you, and he was literally just, I'm going to give you some advice. And I was thinking, okay, give me a napkin. He gave a napkin, and he wrote it down, gave it to me. He said, good luck. And I thought, maybe he's fucking with me, but I think he was being honest. So the thing, I have it framed, because it says Buddy Hackett on it. He said, the key to the treasure is the treasure. And I've had it for 30 years, and I always I tell people that, and they go, was he drunk? I said, no, I don't think he was drunk. I think what he meant by that, what Seinfeld said, the key to the treasure, what's now, the key to what you have is now. Like, the key to the treasure is this. 
Yeah. And that was cool. Like the key to life is life. Like enjoy the enjoy it. Enjoy it now. Yeah. Yeah. The key to the treasure over, is the over. treasure. You're always searching for the treasure and you have it. You're in you're in the treasure. Right. Stop so, oh, you're right. Stop looking for it. You yeah, you're it. the key to this whole this is the is the treasure. What do you say to people that are hunting for gold or buried treasure? <laughs> that's tough. Yeah. Buddy Hackett didn't think about it. No. That. Guys that are looking for gold right now. It's just, that's a tough cut. But that was a good uh a good, uh, it's a deep. It is a, it is a nice deep cut from Buddy Hackett. Yeah. Although it would be very funny if we found out he was just senile, didn't really know what he. No, was uh, yeah, true. Probably was. Yeah, no, no, no. I think that's. No, a I think he was very quote. sincere, and I think he was very. Uh, yeah. Very. Uh, it was a pretty cool quote. The other car, uh, the Carlin. It's too many with people, but Carlin. Um, I was very lucky as a comic to get to, get to know him towards. Um, the end of when he was playing at the MGM, yeah. the same room I played, and I went to. I was there a night early, so I stayed backstage and watched his set. And it was one of those, I don't know, he was just not having a good time. He was not happy. He wasn't enjoying the set? I don't think so. He seemed just, now, this is Carlin towards the end. He was just a little angry, but he seemed even a little bit more angry, yeah. right? And I was watching it, and the crowd just, I don't know. And I remember he said something to the, it was that night he kind of said, you know, I said, like, you know what, I'm going to come to your job and stare at you for a fucking hour or something, <laughs> something that he wouldn't normally say because he's yeah. always just on it. <clears throat> so I'm like, ugh. So he gets done. He said something, too, like, uh, let's never meet like this again and walked off. Yeah. And uh, I think I stole that one night. I said, let's never meet like this again, at least in this same seating. If we all in the same, let's move mm. around. But... And he walked off, and he came up, to, and I, I was like, I, just, I didn't want to get out of the way because I don't think he wanted to see anybody, especially me. Yeah. And he came off, and his assistant, uh, uh, Carrot Top's here. Uh, and he looks over in the dark, and he says, how much, you, you see my set? I said, yeah. He says, how much you see? I said, no, what part you see? I said, the good part, the, the, the whole part was good part or something. He says, the good part? So you didn't see any of it. And I said, no, it was great. He goes, no, it wasn't. I said, it wasn't good? He says, when do you start here? I said, tomorrow. How many shows do you do? I said, I do one every night, and I do two on Saturday. And he goes, why do you do two on Saturday? And I just said, I just said it like in a funny way. I said, that I, get, I said my manager has a car payment. And he kind of laughed, and he goes, no, why the, why the fuck do you do two shows on Saturday? I said, well, I don't know. If I fuck up one, I get a second shot of the next one. And he looked at me. He took a step, and he looked back at me, and he says, never, ever fucking say that again. And I said, what? And he said, never, ever give the audience the upper hand on what you fucking do, ever. You do your shit, you do it how you do it, and if they don't fucking get it, or they're too fucking stupid, fuck them. You do you. And I said, okay, Mr. Carlin. He said, did you follow that? I said, yeah. And he walked by, walked to his dress room, I looked at his manager and I said, "Well, that went well." <laughs> and he said, "Oh, that went great." He, yeah, he's gonna, no, he's going to want to hang out with you. Yeah. I said, "I'm going to go." No, 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 no. He's going to want. Five seconds later, Carito. He brought me in his room and we hung out for I don't know thirty minutes and we didn't talk about comedy. We just talked about life. Like, what do you talk about? Well, he talked about. Uh, he did talk about like my props. He talked about how, how I write or do I have writers or. Um, do you have? Do I right get tired on the road? Or I, how do I keep my strength? Is you look good? You, you know. But we didn't talk really much about that night. Sure. We talked a little bit about comedy, but he was he he loved my he loved my my act like he knew it like they unless they 
briefed him because I didn't tell him I was coming. He's had yeah, the fucking asthma inhaler for New Year's Eve. That's fucking great. It was an asthma thing with a party favor. And so you go, so you could still blow your favorite, but have, you know. Mm-hmm. He liked the clever parts. He's like, sure. that's fucking good. It's really good. I like the I like the paper cups and string shit with the call waiting. It's fucking clever. I was like, oh fuck, that's cool. That is very cool. Yeah, it's cool. I'm coming from Garland. Yes. Says you know the guy in Iowa thinks I'm shit. The, well, mm-hmm. no, but he, that, that gives you a lot of that gave me like energy for thirty years. Right. Like it, after that one conversation with him, well, that was his last show family. in the room in the MGM room. I think it was that last one of the last ones that he did. That's it, why he was upset, huh? No, no, it wasn't the last performance he did. I think he was just ra- wrapping up his 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 run there. Uh, he had done more. Do you have writers, by the way, or no. do you come? You, it's all you. I wish I had. I, I used to. I bounce things off you, but no. I, I mean, once in a while, my crew will say, "Hey, you should do something like." Uh, I'll come up with something like with the Barbie joke, and they'll say, "Oh, you should add like um." Right. So that's good. That's a good joke. Because a lot of guys, I feel like your generation, a lot of guys in your generation had a lot of had. Writers. I wish no. I like your peers. Who's the guys that you say you came up with, so to speak? You know, the, our know. class. Well, you know, they say your class or whatever. Well, besides like Larry the Cable Guy. Um, Mike, it's funny because the guys that like those guys that were in Florida, they no one had writers. So I mean, we're all sure. you know. Dan, I think, has a few writers now, but Dan didn't have writers back then. Um, I don't think unless you got to be really, you know, big and successful, you'd hire writers. You know, yeah. I didn't have Larry Miller. I don't think had he wrote everything. He wrote everything. He he'd write in a comma, a pause. <laughs> Brilliant. He's like Seinfeld. He's right. one of those meticulous. Ugh. You said you mentioned Shailing a few times. You did Larry Sanders, yeah? yeah? I mean, was that because of your relationship with him that he was like, I want to throw you on the show? No. They asked me to be on the roast episode where everybody, dude, everyone was on this fucking thing. Right. Oh my God. They I threw, mean, like, threw on the world. Oh, no. I mean, like Mel Brooks and like every, uh, uh, John Stewart, every, Bill Maher, everyone. And I was the last guy. Again, a joke, punchline. But I killed, so it was funny. It was backfired. So they had everybody to come up and do their roast on Larry Sanders. Mm-hmm. And they said, now your special guest, uh, Carrot Top. And I came out, had the little prop trunk behind the sta- the, 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 the dais, yeah. whatever you call it. Dais, yeah. And I just started doing all my shit. And it was killed. I mean, every, I mean they were, every, all, the, all these comics that I'm like... Oh my God! I'm like sitting next to Bill Maher and Den- and Dennis Miller. Everyone, they're all fucking. La- and then you got Mel Brooks, just like losing his shit. And they come over after the taping, and Carl Reiner comes over and he says, "Where the fuck are you? Where is that? Where is? Where are you? Where do you perform?" I said, "Everywhere." He's like, "That is brilliant." I said, "Oh, thanks." Like being funny. He's like, "No, this is like." vaudeville meets like this is crazy who, who do you write this stuff i said i do and he's like what that was like the very first time those kind of times where i was like that's kind of cool yeah like mel brooks and call reiner put right. their arm around me and say you're fucking a genius i'm like okay well for those guys vaudeville oh. stuff was yeah they just they couldn't understand where i came from and how it was so raw it was all current events too it was all things whatever topics that were happening like sure you know, Trump now or Biden's dog or whatever the fuck it would be. It would be, you know, no. Right. It'd be huge. Okay. Huge. Yeah. I can't. It's actually not bad with my voice. Yeah, that's pretty good with that. It's good. Huge. It's do you do Trump at your show? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Just a little not just that. I do one word. I go, I do like where he breathes. He goes and then gets a laugh, but that's all I do. I said it's uh 
You I can't say, always hear that guy no, breathe, I know. Man. Yeah, all the time. I always, and it gets the biggest laugh. I go, and then I say, uh, I do the, uh, I say, you know where, he, where Trump got his moves from? Pee Wee Herman. And we showed the video side by side where Pee Wee Herman's going, do, 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 do. Oh, yeah. And he, that's where he, it's fucking killed. Tequila. Yeah. I mean, oh, he's going like really... that. And you see Trump going, and it's the same fucking thing. Paul Rubin and Trump both accused of a lot of the, the same last stuff. night they booed, they didn't boo me, but they go, ooh, me, because I said, uh, I said, I'm running for president. I said, it's going to be me and Trump on the same ticket. So the Trump top, Trump take. I have these like all these lights on my show, so I can I have these police lights that I never use. So I thought I need to use these goddamn things. Because I used to do a cops bit where I I have the sirens going. I would lay on the ground like an episode of Cops. Like uh-huh. what's going on? I don't even know. So I changed it last night. I said it's the Trump top ticket. Okay, indicted but united. And the lights come on. And they kind of booed it a little bit. I said, I'm just kidding. Boo, really boo? Not boo, but like ood. Ooh, Oody. Oody. I was going to call it a... a, Do you you have someone open the show for you? Yeah, Bill Cosby. Cosby opens. Yeah, he usually usually closes, to be honest with you. Yeah. He usually closes. He does. (laughs) Right? He's back out, man. They let him out. Yeah, I don't know. You know, you do is you take a little piece. He's going to tour with Spacey, I think. a little piece of the face and put it in there. They don't know. So no one opens the show. You go straight out and do it. My Trump's better than my Cosby, as you can tell. Yeah. No, I have a guy that warms up the crowd a little bit, gets them all going. Same guy for the whole time? I've had different ones, but Rob's been with me for a bit. And see, Rob's fun because Rob is, like, I'm the silly, fun guy that just, you know, yeah. I come out and I'm pretty silly. I mean, yeah. I'm not edgy, right? I don't think. But he's, like, crowd works. He does a lot of crowd work. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a dick, like, basically, to everybody. Where'd like, you find this guy? Um, In Vegas, he's, he was working there, and I said, you're, like, perfect for me because I don't want silly before me. I want something, like, to warm him up and get him all angry. <laughs> So when I come up, I'm, you know, so it's perfect. You're like, I want someone to piss he works my the crowd. No, he just on. like, he just picks on everybody, the whole, you know, sure. how you know, uh, Jesus Christ, you having fun? How old are you? 17, 17, Jesus Christ. He just, he just gives away shit. Sure. And I come out, it's like, oh, it's so fine. You know. It's more light. Yeah, it's fine. There's a guy. I've been ha- I'm a little edgy because I do my, my Trump and they, mm, they don't know what to do. We got a guy here, Rick Ingram. I don't know if you know who that is, but he's Rick a phenomenal Ingram. comic. Yeah. He does a ton of crowd work. That's kind of his specialty. And Rock saw him, loved him. And he's been opening for Rock on the past tour that he did. There was a guy, of course, for the Tonight Show when I did that some, fuck, I don't know how many times I did, 30-some times, at the, right down the street here. I drove by, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you do the Tonight Show all the time right at that studio. Carson, too? Uh, right. Just missed Carson. You like, just missed it. No, two weeks. I was on two weeks after Carson left. No way. Good But God. you're still in the studio. So they still studio, the same gold star, so you're standing on the fucking Johnny Carson star, so wow. pretty cool. But the uh, uh, the guy that that wrote and uh, helped with Jay Leno for all the J- Jimmy Brogan, he's probably maybe watching this. Jimmy's a brilliant, hey, Jim. Jimmy, great, brilliant comic. Yeah, um, he would all he would do, and he his, was crowd work. So he'd, he'd tell me a story one time. He goes, "I oh, yeah, Scott, I went to for, to get to an audition. The guy brought me into his office, and the guy's like, uh, I really like you. Uh, I really like you, and." Uh, Maybe think for the part. Do you do comedy, right? And Jimmy says, "Yeah." He says, "Do you mind just do a little, a little bit of your act?" So he looked at the guy. He says, "Where are you from?" <laughs> the guy's like, <laughs> "What's that?" He said, "Where are you from?" He says, "I'm from Los Angeles." He goes, uh, "How long have you been in Los Angeles?" And he's like, "Finally, the guy's like, what are we doing?" He says, "I'm doing my act." Yeah, it was great. Yeah, you wanted. But it's how right Jimmy here. did it was so funny. <laughs> he just says, "Where are you from?" <laughs> How long have you been? How many kids you got? How are you doing? He's like, what the fuck? Why are you interviewing me? That's my act. Yeah, you want to see it? You got it. Yeah, this do you is do, it. Do you do a lot of corporates? Like, will you try to do corporates? No more, huh? Mm. I wouldn't say don't. I just don't. I don't, I don't know if they, get, if they ask me to do them. I did one one time, speaking of coffee, for Starbucks. And my God, 
it was like seven, I don't know, thousand or more, maybe 20,000 people at this big, big, huge convention thing for Starbucks. And I'm like kind of nervous because there's a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, you, sometimes it's good with a lot of people because you, you, the majority you're going to kill. Yeah. If you bomb with 20,000, it's really bad. And it's Starbucks. Not only did I kill, but they're fucking. I first thing I said is, you guys are wired. This crowd was like, yeah. they're all on Starbucks. They were just like, right. fuck, jacked. It couldn't have been a better show. Yeah. But I was so nervous. And then I did one for like Budweiser, and they were horrible. And I said, you know, by the way, not to tell you guys suck as an audience, but I worked for Starbucks one time when I fucking killed. You guys work in beer, and you're lame. Right. They're all quiet. They were just quiet yeah. and worried to laugh. And I next to them, I said, yeah, it's going to be okay. You get through it though. Those things you just power well. Seinfeld right used to do that when that one special we talked about he, when he, when they interview him. Right before he goes on for a corporate, and he's in a tent. It's yeah. that last special he did where he, it's a DVD, whatever. And they're interviewing him, and he says, uh, "Are you ready?" He's like, "Any any gig that starts in a tent is already shit." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he cut, he's right, and he already set himself up for disaster. Yeah. You know? But he just how he said it. It's going to be a good show. You know, we're in a tent. Yeah. Every time you start in a tent, it's not going to be that great. Do you ever do you ever come and pop by and do like a store spot? Like, would you ever come I back to the I used to do store? something like that back in the... I, yeah, I'd have a, I used to make a joke. I'd say uh, I have a guest set, and it was a little box mm-hmm. that I could bring up and just do all my, like, the, all the small props. The right. Gay mousetrap and the thing. And, I, and I, it'd kill because I would just walk up and do, you know, 10 minutes. It was all in this little box. No, no and longer. I bring all the you know greatest hits and uh, no, I should do that again because the crowd loved it. They were like you know carrot top. And, oh, Why fun. wouldn't you? What 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 would hold you back? You're like I'm busy. Nothing. No, no, it. nothing. I just uh, you know I would do it. I should yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah well, I should I, do it. I the think improv. While you're in I mean, LA. the improv. God, I used to do it. Of course, back before you know, I do those all the time. Uh, uh, Bud, God bless him. He he always gave me time. Like always, he let me work there all the time. Um. The the short uh, Mitzi Short not really much did I work the the comedy store often uh, really but I never really asked either I was like back then when I started it was like you're the store guy or the improv guy sure. and then you could sneak in and do uh, Jamie's club you know but you were buddies with a lot of store guys right oh yeah well Polly yeah fuck. and Ken, and you knew Kennison, uh, Kennison right I knew yeah. well, I mean we weren't best of buds but I knew him yeah. But it is funny to think, like, you knew a lot of the guys that were embedded in that system, but it just wasn't your Yeah, club. no, it wasn't my... No, and I never really asked to, to do sets there a lot. It was kind of like, yeah, it, was, it wasn't my... Was it her? Because she's, she's a No, little... I don't think she ever said no to me. I just think, ah, you know, I did the... He was so nice to me, and I think one time I did the store, and they were like, you know, you're an improv... It was almost like... Which is weird. It was almost like... When I was doing the Leno stuff, I couldn't do Letterman because I was a Leno guy. Well, right. So we called Letterman, they say, you're a Leno guy. And I said, I never said I was a Leno guy. Just gonna they do what I can I do. They would label me that. So right. then I did Letterman a few times, but it was always like, you know, you're a little guy. I'm like, well, no, I'm a mini guy. I can, I can do Kimmel. I can do. Why can't I? But it was weird back then. You were, you couldn't do. Well, those guys had to. Do, they drew the well, line in were, the sand. Unless you were right, unless and unless you were Seinfeld, you could definitely do both because sure. they wanted you. But like someone like me, they're like, no, no, no. I, I was on that show so many times. They were just like, you're the carrot top guy. You're on Leno. Every well, night. the Tonight Show was your, it was what you. It did. was definitely. Great for me. Yeah. I mean, for Jesus, they they gave me thirty eight spots or something of that nature. That helped. You think that's one of the things that probably helped you the most with like your a little, rise? Well, a little. No, I think I was a grass. You know, mine was a mixture of everything, which was weird. I did. You know, I did all the evening at the improvs and all the comedy. Those MTV half hour, all the everything that was on TV at the time, which is weird. There's a lot of TV uh, uh, comedy shows back sure. then. 
Uh, Sunday Comics was the first primetime one, so he came out on Fox at 8 o'clock. So he did that one, and it was like, oh, we got a primetime boost. Then you do The Tonight Show, and that was like, you know, evening. It was huge. But then I do Regis and Kathy Lee. So the Regis and Kathy Lee was like 9 a.m. So I would, it's hard to look back on it, but that's what I was doing. I was doing like colleges, Regis and Kathy Lee, The Tonight Show, MTV, uh, Cartoon Network kind yeah. of show. On the, so I had every demographic that would see Carrot Top. Yeah, you played my college last night. And they're like, he was on Regis this morning with old people. So <laughs> I, and then on The Tonight Show with dildo jokes. So it was like, it was like interest in MTV crowds. So I would have all the demographics kind of touching dig, all the bases. Yeah, digging it in a sense. Yeah. And then I got the AT&T commercials and that was like, that's what made you just, you know, huge. It was like, I would say, equivalent of doing like whatever those ones are now that come on every eight seconds. And my, my commercial would come on every eight seconds. I don't care where I was. Fuck. Goddamn, I could be on a bar, an airplane, and goddamn fucking AT&T commercial. That's where you got paid, though. You used to get paid um, I got paid okay, but I, it, was, it was the publicity. The exposure. The exposure. Was so what happened, I was, I would, yeah, I would, it was huge. I couldn't walk down the street with people saying, Jesus Christ, fucking character. But, I remember being in a, in a mall in, like, I don't know, Minnesota, a mall of America or something. Oh, yeah. On my ninth mile, trying to get to the gap, the third gap. Uh-huh. And uh, this this lady and her people were like, Carrot Top. And I said, yeah, what are you doing in Minneapolis? And I said, oh, I'm doing a show at the, the theater tonight. And they said, a show? Like a phone show? And I remember I put it in my act for years. I said, a phone show? And they go, yeah. I said, yeah, it's about, yeah, it's all about dialing. Come down there early. They only knew me as this phone guy. They didn't know I was a comedian. They thought oh, I was a, wow. a phone guy. They're like, aren't you the phone, isn't, aren't you just a phone guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. People would come to my shows and I'd say, I mean, people have no idea that I'm a comedian, like a third of the crowd. I said, I mean, people dialed in the center with one, <laughs> fuck off. And they would all clap, yeah. That's like the advert. But they were huge. I did like though. 700 of those commercials, whatever they were, 770 of them. A lot. We did, we did more than Bill Cosby's Jello. That's all I remember. Because <laughs> that was like the day on the set. Like, we just did more than Bill Cosby's Jello. Everyone, yeah, yeah, to ATT, to di- collect calls, to, to, you know. And then they, they, this is funny. My friend has a comedian who said it. I just got, um, I had an audition for ATT. Just two days ago, three days. I said audition. Just recently. Yeah, I just yeah. said, uh, isn't there like a strike going on? Yeah. And he said, oh. I said, what are they doing? He said, they're doing a commercial, and they want me to be in roller roller skates on the beach. And I said, really? That's interesting. I said, hold on a second, Murray. So I got my phone out, and I Googled Caretop AT&T roller skates. Boom, comes up. I said, like this? He's like, what is that? I said, my AT&T commercial. Right. That's how lame these fucking people are. They have, they're going to go back and write the same fucking thing I did 30 years ago. Well, it costs gonna, them less it's money. It's going to be a different, it's not going to be a collect call. It's just be, yeah. Isn't that funny? I'm like, like that? He's like, holy shit. It's the same shit. Same exam. And he had a striped t-shirt and knee pads and shorts and rollerblading and a helmet. That's exactly this. Well, you know that's what they did. They just dug in the vault. They were like, what can we just do again? Of course they did. Yeah, yeah, course. I just thought it was funny. They'll bring back the Budweiser Frogs right? soon. But I just thought it was funny. Yeah, well, they're going to bring back everything. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't already have a Barbie movie. Fun. Spuds McKenzie. That'll Spuds come back. McKenzie yeah. will be back. Yeah. What will the three, uh, the Budweiser Frogs say? Not Budweiser. What will it say? Come oh, on. Oh, yeah, Easy yeah, setup. Well, you say Budweiser. Yeah, what will it say now? Um... 
we're all sued, we're all done. Transgender. <laughs> Transgender. Yeah. Transgender. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's really good. No, you know what? That's so funny. Is like uh, mm. they do recycle that. They do recycle their. Like you see the same things, and sometimes my mind goes. Wait, have I, I seen this? Yeah, shit I seen this shit before? Oh yeah, 1970. Right, they just redid it. Even like that. That that I just said it last night. This is weird. We're backstage with my crew. Someone said some guy walked in and had a knee brace on his knee somewhere yesterday. I said, what happened to your knee? He said, oh, fuck. He said, pickleball. I said, pickleball? Mm. He goes, yeah. I said, pickleball? And he goes, yeah, you play? I said, no. And he's like, uh. I said, wait, is it like ping pong? Pickleball? He's like, yeah. I said, how did you hurt your knee playing pickleball? He said, oh, fuck, dude, it's violent. So then I said to my friend, I said, is pickleball new or old? What do you think? It's old. That's what I said. Yeah, right? I said, no, no, it's new. It happened during COVID. I said, no. Pickleball is like 1968 or something. 70s. And they said, nope. And I said, look it up. And they looked it up. It's been around since the 60s. Yeah, I, re- I feel like I'm I like, remember pickleball. Pickleball. not new. I've seen it at the beach for years and yeah. years and years. Guys used made, to play at the just, beach. Yeah, it's not new. It's it just, just hit because... It just hit again because they couldn't do anything. Correct. Right. It's a thing to do outside. And also... Masturbation, by the way, is coming back. <laughs> it is. If pickleball can come back. Yeah. Well, no, but it's they're changing the way That's you do it. That's how I hurt it. my knee, by the way. It's jerking off? <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable, I do dude. it a really weird way. Well, stop using the crest of your yeah, knee to jerk yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, I do. A re- I have a weird way to do it. Um, I want to say this. I, I really want to thank you for coming on the show. It means a lot to me. Thanks. Uh, it was a cool moment for me when, when, you know, they were like, oh, I think Carrot Top's going to be in L.A. if we can have him on the show. And I'll tell you why. Um, you have taken the hit with grace and the way that you were talking about the the family guy stuff. And I think there's something really strong to be said about you continuing to have a successful career and not taking yourself serious and not being kind of indignant about all the bullshit and being, I don't know, and, and still being successful and fun and a very nice and cool person from what I know. So I think that the, it says a lot. It speaks volumes about you. And it will do for the rest of time. Because if you are able to, like kind of make fun of yourself or let the thing ha- be a part of you i think then you beat the shit very well said i think that's one reason why uh, i think people dig it because i i do i do show my show my whole show is as you know comedy is self-deprecating but my yeah. whole show is that i mean literally from beginning to end with sprinkled in other th- but people always say the show like i love how you pick on everyone including yourself i said well that's that's how i got into this i mean i was red here in freckles in a beach town. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck? I mean, I wanted to be a blonde surfer. I didn't want to be a redheaded fucking kid. Yeah. And so I got picked on my whole life. And then when I got into comedy, I got picked on in my adult life. Mm-hmm. And I'm still... So I think you're right. That's the only reason it's worked is because it's a joke on a joke. It's joking. It's all... It's all... It's fun. And if you're right, if it did hurt, I'd, I'd probably be a really mean, bitter person. Sure. So this makes it fun. You're like, you know what? Yay. Okay. And people say, oh, you're laughing all the way to the bank. Well, no, I'm not laughing all the way to the bank. You're, you're just kind of giggling. Somebody else You're kind of giggling you. along the way. Too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm giggling, you're giggling the way along the, the way. You're yeah. laughing. You're just kind of giggling. Like, oh, well, okay. if the fans uh, want us to continue to show love, um, they can see you six nights a week. Yeah, six nights a week. Uh, next year, I guess maybe if you do tour, uh, you know, we'll get to see you outside of Vegas if yeah. you tour again. If you yes, tour again, uh, we plan to. Uh, but go see, uh, go see Caretop. And all at I had to do, and all you had to do was ask to be on the. I didn't. Have, you just asked. I That's would, right. And I said yes. I didn't. Yeah, and you say, and you say yes. And you said something earlier. I'm. I'll leave you in this because it's pretty funny. Only because it's about comedy and it's about. How did is that how you got on the show? It was something you said earlier. What's that? Is that how you got on the show? The other show. Mm. And I said no. On Larry Sanders. Larry Sanders. Yeah. So this is how 
I ended up in Bill Maher's show. Mm. This is great. So I go, it's the um, HBO, uh, get the guy that was the president of HBO at the time. I don't know how I got invited to this. Everyone was, again, was there. This is one of those things, looking back, it's like all of HBO, anyone that was on HBO at the time was there. Uh, was the Sopranos era? Yes. Anyway, yeah. uh, maybe. So I'm Robin Wait, I mean, everyone's at this, and every table's, you know, it's the ones where they have like 13 people at each big mm -hmm. round table, and Robin Williams, and Bill Clinton was there. I mean, everyone was there. I go to the bathroom, because it's a bathroom break. I just get up, and I go in, and I there's like, you know, bathroom stalls, urinals. And I see like Casey Kasem. This is weird. Like Casey Kasem. Casey sitting, Kasem. Right next to me, right? So Casey Kasem is an open stall. Uh, 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 Larry, Larry King with the, the suspenders. Oh, yeah. And, and like... So many celebrities in the stall. And I, I, I was like, I, so I waited. Casey Kasem just, and and also now there's a, one opens up. So I, I, I sit next to Casey Kasem peeing. And I remember just looking at him like, you know, every comic has to do a Casey Kasem, you know, coming in at number five. And, and uh, I'm laughing because I'm like, I do a Casey Kasem impression when I started out. And then Bill Maher comes into the urinal next to me to start to pee. I'm just laughing and just, you know, Casey Kasem next to me is just funny. I look over and I see Bill Maher. And I'm like, holy fuck. It's like Bill Maher yeah. is peeing next to me. <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. So I just said, um, that's a nice penis. <laughs> and he said, what? I said, it's just saying, since I've been in here, that's the nicest penis I've seen. And he just fucking lost his mind. <laughs> and he's, you know, that Bill Maher laugh where he just, he yeah. just looks at me and he's just laughing and he watches, he fucking leaves. And I'm like, well, that's good. I made him laugh. That worked, yeah. And I walked out to go back to my table, and I think I'm sitting with Whoopi Goldberg or whoever fucking sit at my table, and um, I see Bill Maher still laughing and telling everybody's table this thing, and he looks over and he's looking at me and he's like, "Come here, my like, fuck." He says, "Come here." So I walked over. I said, "Hey," he said, "Tell him what you just did." I said, "You just did. I don't need to tell him again." <laughs> right. He says, "This guy just." I said, "And it's not." For those of you who know Bill, it's not the nicest <laughs> penis. I said, it's a little nicer than Casey Kasem. That's all I meant. And he was like, you want to be in my show? And I said, yeah. He says, how about tomorrow? And I said, wow. I could do tomorrow. And then it was on the next day. Holy Politically shit. Politically incorrect. You know? That's great. Yeah. Can you do tomorrow? So any young comic, if you want to be in a show, just yeah, tell, talk about tell somebody's they have, dick. Their, their, <laughs> have a nice dick in you. My goodness. I really wanted you to say to Casey Kasem, coming in at number one, yeah, coming piss. In, coming in at <laughs> Coming out at number one, piss. <laughs> it's so uh, great. Okay, listen, we end the show the same way. You look okay. at that camera right there, yeah. and you say one word or one phrase to end the episode. It used to be a word, and then people were like, I don't know. So you can say a, a, a phrase of wisdom. Uh, it can be funny. Whatever you want, one word or a phrase whenever you're ready into that oh God, camera. one word? One word or a phrase. Some people like a word. Some people like to say a piece of wisdom or a piece of knowledge or something yeah. like the let the treasure be the treasure. Yeah, or, yeah. But you, can, you decide. Yeah. Have fun in life. You get one chance. Fuck a hot one. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers.